1: You smell something? that Hello and welcome down. to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I am Shane. I'm John Star. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are family friendly this week. Just kidding, you fucking bastards. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> fuck. We're, we're not going to I
0: literally do. just listened to our last episode and the amount of times I say fuck for no <laughs> reason... I say fuck oh. for the pure reason that you should say fuck whenever oh, you absolutely. want.
1: Uh, you go, uh, Listeners may notice that of the absence of Josh, we are sad to inform you that he has had a relapse. Yeah. He was at a party and they had guacamole and that he just got... this the smashed avocado. So, yeah, he,
0: um, who, who can really blame him, really? I, mean, I
1: know. I mean, but he's... You know, they're trying something new. They're trying electro guac therapy. So... <laughs> fucking hell. We wish him all the best in his recovery and in his replacement we have uh, a guest who... Who is not addicted to single seed berries? Zane C. Weber.
0: <laughs> I like that this time you didn't say he was special, just said that he a, isn't addicted. That was
1: a question. That was, was a thing that was brought up, so I'm like, fine, he's not a special guest
2: anymore. Hello, Zane. I was not aware that there would be puns.
1: <laughs> we did puns before. When you
2: it, always do puns. Was it was it the I Christmas just...
1: episode that Josh wasn't on? And we did, and we started the, you know, we found out yeah. that he, you know, avocado, and then we
2: were like, uh, Unavoidable or some 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 Look, kind of pun there. I think it was that, it was a bit, and now you've taken it seriously and it's ruined. It's
1: I'm not a bit. Bar. Josh <laughs> Josh's. Josh is going through a hard time.
0: He is addicted to smashed avocado on toast. He He's, can't pay his mortgage because... He can't get a hammer. He can't no. get a mortgage no. because avocado, man. An avocado. <laughs> uh, but, does it to the best of us.
1: But anyway, this week we're looking at family films and kids movies, specifically, I mean, it was called, this episode is called 90s Kids Unite because all three of us would have been 90s kids, but mm. Zane is not. Zane was born in 1884. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> There's a painting of him somewhere, and he's just been the same age for like
0: the last. That
2: would technically make me an 1890s kid. <laughs> hey, oh, there true. you go. <laughs> there <laughs> yes.
0: we go. How, how were the films back in the 1890s? Like, uh, uh, it was few the beginning and of Far cinema. Between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the anyway. Lumiere brothers came to town. <laughs> As they did to everything, I mean,
1: people getting walking out of a factory. I mean, that was just some groundbreaking (laughs) stuff right there. And I was scared shitless of that train arriving (laughs) at the station. Uh, but as usual, before we get into the main topic, we're going to start with asking the question, What have you been watching?
0: And Chanster, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? All right, so um, I finally got around to watching the not the last Coen Brothers film, the one before that, Hail Caesar. What did you think? I really liked it, but like a lot of the complaints I heard about it beforehand was it's so... Uh, as a film, it's so up its own ass going, oh, look, we love the early film industry Really, I felt it
1: was really... Uh, c- critical of it, it felt like it was. I mean, it was very farcical. Yeah, I, you know, I like, saw it was
0: very farcical, and maybe because I understand, you know, film history, I found that movie really engaging. I really liked it. It was really. I fun. think,
1: I, like, I think the moment that sort of tells it is when you know Tilda Swinton, there and she goes on wings as eagles, and then there's this yeah <laughs> in the background like that. That pretty clearly set the tone for me. So, can I
0: ask? Is Hail Caesar and Okja based in the same universe or is Tilda Swinton just playing her own twin a lot? Is, is Tilda Swinton a t- twin and we didn't know? Is it Sw- Twilda Swinton? No, no, fuck it. Tilda Twinton. Silda Twinton. Silda Twinton. There we go, yeah. Silda Swinton. No, if they're,
2: if they're twins, they have the last, same last name. Damn it! <laughs> uh, have you seen Have you seen *Hail Caesar*? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Mm. It, I like all of their stuff, though. I as didn't... as as a rule, like I I don't
0: hate yeah. them. Did you watch Suburbican? Because that was written by them, right?
2: Yes, I have not seen Suburbican. Oh, yet.
0: Because yeah, I heard bad things and it sucks. I fucking love George Clooney as a director. I love the Coen brothers mm. as a as writers, so I'm like, I've got to see this But movie. I really don't like
2: Matt
1: Damon as an actor, yeah. so oh. that's the that's the impeding thing. I, no, I quite like Tail Caesar. I wish it was funny. It was very dry, and I love the humor. I love, like, Burn
0: After Reading is, like, yeah. one of my... Burn fa- After
2: Reading is probably my favourite comedy.
0: Oh, really? Oh, there you I, go. I think Burn After Reading is... It, Burn After Reading is tied for Big Lebowski for me. There's the film that I, I like the most Big of theirs. Big Lebowski,
1: I don't get. I knew I was watching a good movie, I just didn't get it. At all, but so burn after Reading is my favorite of their comedies. My favorite of their serious ones is probably probably No Country for Old Men or uh,
0: Inside and Davis at the moment. But I haven't seen a lot of their earliest I stuff. I haven't seen Inside Louis. I've only seen like one scene. It's so it was good. A good scene. good um, scene. I'm
1: about to watch. They're doing a screening of Raising Arizona
0: at oh, the right. Maya That's Center
1: it. on in yep. like two weeks from now, and I am
0: going to show up there. But anyway, what else have you been watching? Um, otherwise, I've been. Oh, I feel like I've been watching some TV show, but I can't think of what it is. So clearly, not a good one. Uh, Parks and Rec, still working my way through that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it.
2: Okay. okay.
0: Uh, Zane, what about you?
2: Uh, I haven't been watching many movies. I've been catching up on TV. So I've been watching Grace and Frankie, the new season. Oh, cool. How's I that? need
1: to get on that show. It was, is. It's so good, apparently. Chanel
2: watched it, is, it behind my back, it is so good. I can't. It's pretty funny. And last season, I was worried that they were at the, they're kind of reaching their expiry date and that like, the maybe they're going on too long. Mm. Uh, but this season, it kind of justified it. I'm so done with paying any attention to the husbands. Like, they're, they're just boring now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Let's just stick with Grace and Frankie and just send the elderly <laughs> gay men on their way uh because their funeral. stories are just boring <laughs> open up the they- new season on a funeral <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well act- actually this season there there are a lot of funerals and like oh, okay. not of main characters dying but a, a lot of like the episodes are around like their friends keep dying um oh, Jesus. that's that's a lot of like what classic they're classic
0: old with. person jokes you know <laughs> All my friends are dying
2: who are oh. Look, you joke, but (laughs) I talk to my parents and that's what they talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Uh, what happens eventually. I finished The Good Place. Um, I still haven't watched season two yet. Oh, season
0: two is completely finished (laughs) now? Yes, they had their finale.
2: And I'm still not as into it as everyone else, uh, but I think they're definitely not making the sitcom mistake of like, Finding a formula and then just reworking that every single episode. Yeah, they're doing a really good job. of It's a very changing ambitious
1: comedy, yeah. I think, and I give it props for that. Even if there's like plot points or things I don't get, or a lot of a lot of that show is kind of built on the the pretext of a sudden reveal. Yeah, and that could get very tiring. Except it always the reveal always works in well. You like you want to know how it's going to f- work with the characters. That yeah, you yeah, know.
2: well, also. In a regular sitcom, the sudden reveal would then be undermined by everything going back to how it was. Yeah. Whereas yeah. In a Good Place, it doesn't. It doesn't reset. sudden reveal, everything changes and they commit to it. Yeah. Which is, I think... A really interesting choice to make, and I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not buying into it, but I, I'll stick with it. Yeah. Also, Janet is probably one of my favourite characters in any sitcom. Movie. Oh, uh,
1: hands down. Yeah. Like she needs to give her the Emmy already. <laughs> <laughs> I love with bad Janet when bad yeah. Janet oh, came in. Oh, that was the, was the best. Mad. And then also the scene where she's at the button and she's like, "I'm you're going to go there, and I'm going to tell you not to do it. It's going to be really real, but just ignore me." And then she does it for real. And that kind of like thing as an actor, she's like.
0: Hundred percent, doing it, jumping back and forth between. No, it's really all right. Uh, I told you this would happen. No, don't please don't. I don't. I have kids.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a very creative. Well, what I've been watching. So this week, Shane,
0: what have you been watching?
1: I've watched some cousin things. I, for the first time, and I can't believe it's taken me this long, I watched This Is Spinal Tap.
0: which oh, I it's have me this while. long.
1: I know. It's just one of those ones. Uh, it was great. I didn't laugh as much as I thought I probably should have, but I feel like a lot of that's got to do with I'm living in a world where that movie has influenced everything I've watched. So yeah. you're watching the thing that started it. Um, but it was a very good movie, very, very good movie and very lean considering they shot I read that they'd shot like 80 hours of footage and cut it down to an 80 minute movie., yeah. which is insane. Um, I started watching a show called Shit's Creek, which is good fun. so it's on it, uh, Netflix, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it, it's oh. on Netflix, but it's a Canadian show and it's show run by uh, Eugene Levy's son. Okay. Who's in the show? And then Eugene Levy is like a co-creator, and they, they both star in it. And it's like about a super-rich family who lose everything, and they have to live. Then the only thing they have left, because the bank takes everything, is this one town that they bought as a joke called Shit's Creek. And so it's like this really rundown, backwards, redneck kind of town, and they're like too posh for it. So uh, it's
0: kind of like the opposite of Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool.
1: literally the opposite of Beverly Hillbillies, and it's funny. I wish it was maybe a little funnier, like it was a little more punchline
2: heavy, but. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I figure. Have you seen it, Zane? I have. And again, like I was really impressed with the first season, and then again, oh, it, it, it okay. fell into that sitcom. Whereas oh God, it's kind of oh, like, okay, come on, yeah. guys. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um,
1: I've caught up on Family Guy. I watched up to their three hundredth episode. <sighs> I like that show. I get that it's doing the exact thing. It's got the formula and it just repeats. It just absurd random adventures. But I find it's a really it's a consistent show, if nothing else. How many Um,
2: times have you seen him fight a giant chicken?
1: I've only seen him do it once. They had the joke where Lois meets the wife of the Uh, giant
2: chicken. No, no, no. And then they go to fight and then they
1: don't. And it was like a good playing on your expectations. Um, And then the next two things I watched, which it's it's what cued me to think of this episode to do because I was kind of stumped for an episode. Um,
0: Tell me, was it the Power Rangers movie? Cause it's on no. stand. Ah, oh, okay. Cause I watched that it this on week stand. as well. But
1: oh, okay. I forced
0: Chanel to watch it. Uh, it oh, did good. she like it? Yeah, she did. Oh, uh, not as much as I did, but still. <laughs>
1: Um, but the, so I watched because the second movie of this series came out and it was getting an insane amount of critical praise, like ludicrous, right. uh, which is Paddington. So I was like, okay, I'll put on Paddington one. I had no desire to see it because when it first came out, because the CGI looked kind of crap and I was just like, Oh, this looks dumb. So I, I love the whole
0: uh, backstory of how like, cause Colin Firth was originally cast yep. as Paddington Bear. And they did the whole and movie. And they did the whole movie isn't, and they're like, and they wow, just, this
1: sucks. They just revoiced it with Ben Whishaw. Yeah. Ben Whishaw is a much better, like Colin Firth would not fit that role at all. I don't know how they went the whole movie without realising that. But um, the first movie was, I, I had it was great. It was really fun. It was inventive, visually really inventive. They shoot it really well as well for a kid's movie, which just yeah. never happened. Um, and then I went and saw Paddington 2 at the cinema. I expected to have about as much fun as number one. I was hard sobbing in my fucking chair. I, I, when I cry in movies, it's like a couple of tears coming down, but I'm really focused on the movie. No, Paddington 2 had me on multiple occasions hard sobbing in my chair. It is gorgeous. It is so
2: emotional. It is everything that a kid's movie should be. Now, you've, you've said that, and I accept that you had this experience, <laughs> but I just can't see myself watching this movie. So you have you seen, seen number it? one? I haven't. And I just have no impulse to. Like, I think, you know, everyone's really liking it. I should watch it. And then I just internally cringe away from it. Like, no, I'm just going to watch I, other movies. Is that, that because you Paddington.
0: don't like enjoyment? You don't like fun? Thing? You've lost your inner I've child. Remember,
2: look, uh, my inner child has been long. I don't ever think I had an inner child. I was <laughs> born an old man. But... <laughs> Like even as a kid, I didn't like Paddington. <laughs> at, like
0: I teenagers. don't. See, I was never Paddington. a fan.
2: But I think what makes it really great, like Ben Whishaw's
1: vocal performance, is actually really good. And then the animated performance, like what the animators did with him, is pretty exceptional. Because I, I that was my initial hesitancy was that I thought it was just going to be a dumb kids movie, but British, um, and it is very British. But in the best possible way and it takes the best... Like, I was never a Paddington fan either but these movies are really shocking. Like, they I read a review and it was really accurate. It was like, Paddington 2 does not deserve to be as good as it is but it is. It's really... I mean, even if you just watch them on, like, Netflix or whatever or something... I'll
2: see if I can force-feed myself (laughs) these movies. Number one... I don't... I I, I was just like, it's a a weird uh, effect that I've... Don't have with many movies that are just kind of like oh I, think, I don't think I can. Bring I think myself though what to you it.
0: might be worried for is like dumb you will jokes, smile like and we we know you don't want to smile. We yeah, don't want to make emotions. You smile. Are the, the, the overrated.
2: Film, <laughs>
1: the filmmakers of it have gone out of their way to avoid like fart jokes, which I feel like you think is going to be I in there. I don't
2: think I like kids honestly, movies, No, no, but that's what when you, the I think Paddington something. Bear. I don't think fart jokes. <laughs> I think spilled tea jokes like a teacup that falls <laughs> out of someone's hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, there is it's basically that but it's a lot of it's a lot of Rube Goldberg Moments where like okay. it's like this, like this, like domino effect where he does something and it and then they, and then it just turns into havoc. That's kind of like the, but they don't they don't overplay it. There's usually about two
2: or three so per. I movie. I I trust that you're telling the truth.
0: I I honestly feel like right now we should have learned about this beforehand, and this episode should have been us forcing Zane <laughs> to, to watch have Paddington. emotions or watch uh, Paddington. Uh,
1: but no, I I was I didn't expect to love it. I expected to like it a lot. I didn't expect to love it. I didn't expect to come out of it thinking this is one of the best sequels ever made. This is, pro- this is in the top five kids movies of all time. Like, it, it, I haven't had such a big experience in a cinema in a long time like that.
0: Can I ask, is it also a sequel to Shape of Water and does Sally Hawkins fuck Paddington? Uh no. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seeing
1: it. I'm but <laughs> there is a moment in water and I couldn't help but watching it and I was just like, ah, uh, Sally Hawkins in water, yes. Like was Is she masturbating in a bathtub? Significantly before Shape of Water, no, wasn't it? No, no, no. So Paddington two we're talking about. Paddington Two. No, 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 no. It was it came out December in Australia and huh. England and then it came out in like January for America. So it technically doesn't qualify for the Oscars, but it's qualified. For, it's, it's got Bafta nominations. Um, oh, they're and
0: both in the same year. I mean, they're both they're both in the cinema at she the same went, time. She went. She
1: filmed. Right? I know she filmed Shape of Water, and she had water scenes, and then she went to do Paddington Two. And her first day on Paddington Two oh. was the water stuff. So she was like, done. But also,
0: like we're, we know, you're already in the water mood. Let's just do <laughs> yeah. these. Get one, them out of the way. One
1: of the mov- One of the things that they, it's nominated for the Baftas is an acting award for uh, Hugh Grant, and this is his best performance. Oh, right, Not right. even kidding, because he. Plays like a washed up actor. Was he acting? Can we be what sure he does he was is acting? Because like, he's like the villain of the piece. And like this seems like a spoiler but it's not. He's the villain of the piece. Nicole Kimmon's the villain in the first one, and she actually does a good job, and I don't normally like Nicole Kimmon. But anyway, he's the <laughs> I don't. I know everyone loves her. I don't I don't get it. Um except for Moulin Rouge. But uh Hugh Grant is this washed up actor who needs to steal this book that has like a treasure map. And so he he does all like these heists as different characters. It's like these bad roll the thing and he's like he's doing that flipping thing like we were talking with um oh okay yeah uh where he's flipping between like five different characters in the same scene that he's invented in his own head and he's he's just he seems really effortless when he's doing it i haven't seen hugh grant put that much work into a movie in a very long time
0: that paddington 2 isn't also a sequel to split did you see bruce willis at the end it is split meets shape of water I'm in.
2: That's, oh, I'm back it's, in. It's that doesn't sell it for me.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> split meets shape of water for kids.
2: For kids, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, I hope uh, they put that on their DVD cover.
1: That would be cool. Oh, they can. We actually can be quoted now. Um, but yeah, I guess that's what segues us into children's movies because. The relationship children have with cinema is very kind of different to the one adults have. Whereas kids, it's like a,
0: it's almost frivolous. I don't know. What do you? What? It's an activity.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's not. They're not consuming anything. They're they're having fun at a place.
0: Yeah. I'm always amazed when I go to like my sister's house and I see the kids quote unquote watching a movie and like the movie's playing and they're all like doing their thing and I'm like guys, the yeah. movie's on. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I, I found, although for
1: me though, growing up, cause I was like a really sick child with a lot of asthma. Um, so I didn't get out at all. we lived in like Tasmania where it was cold. So I walk outside, I'd be like off to the hospital. And so I would watch movies and TV shows just religiously. It was, it became my church almost. Um, but cause you know, were, were movies your cult? <laughs> just about. Well, like, well, cause, oh, that at explains that time, a bit. yeah at that time I was, we were still sort of in it. And so I was restricted to G and PG films. So like my. Knowledge of 90s children's cinema is like really big <laughs> and TV as well. Like globally, like I know a lot of American shows, UK shows and Australian shows really well that a lot of other people I talk to my age kind of don't because that's all I had. I couldn't, you know, everyone I talked to is like, oh, I got to sneak in to see The Exorcist or someone let me watch this dirty movie or that dirty movie and I had none of that. So I just consumed the shit out of family movies. What about you guys? Dude. yeah
0: uh well because like i remember i i remember uh i think it was the tomb raider movie the first tomb raider movie i saw in oh my god the, yeah i saw in the drive in and i remember that was the first movie where i kind of focused on the behind the scenes because there was that whole contraption at the end the speed oh the thing. aura ring yeah. yeah what how do you remember that i quite like the first one. Yeah, Actually, I and the second a, one. I quite like those two movies. I don't remember the second one, but it was, I remember. It
1: the, was that she was looking for The Cradle of Life and there yeah, were the know Shadow that Monsters. That was the
0: title of the movie. And <laughs> I
1: knew because the Shadow Monsters, I was writing a book. And it was literally, the, the monsters were that. There were these things that The shadow it, monsters it jumped, were in that like dead jumped.
0: forest thing I think was I th- it? I
1: think, so. no no so they just like, they or, or, they could like sink into shadows and then come out in other shadows right and cool. I literally invented that monster I was really pissed off at that movie but I also thought it looked really cool. I'm pretty sure that's new. a DD and
0: monster isn't it? Is it? Also yeah, oh, cool. Dracula so Oh yeah. <laughs> but like the, the actual oh, yeah. like the
1: actual visuals that they used yeah, for it were yeah. 100% in line with what I and I was really pissed but then I was also like hey I'm a kid and I'm coming up with this thing that they used in a big budget movie so Maybe I'm kind of on the right track. Maybe
0: I am a genius. Maybe I am a <laughs> genius. I remember doing... Tomb Raider 2 made you feel like a genius. It <laughs> did. Is. But see,
1: I feel like I was more of a teenager then. What about pre-teen, like, you're
0: te- like oh, 10 God. and below? I don't even remember what movies I watched back then because I remember seeing Bug's Life, uh, Toy Story, yep. Pixar. All the Disney that. ones as well. I remember oh, all- did you
1: do Disney as a kid?
0: No, not really. Uh, really? Really? Pixar I did because we watched Pixar at school. I didn't really do uh, Disney as a kid. I remember accidentally walking in on, I think, my sister watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2.
1: I remember you said this on the school, and it scared the shit
0: out of you. fucked me up for (laughs) life. Uh, And because of all the gay subtext in that film, that's probably why I'm so homophobic, right? Um, It's a
1: very gay movie, like, There's a documentary actually. Yeah, there's a documentary on how gay
0: Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Which is is. hilarious because the director's like, I don't see it. Well, I remember (laughs) watching the DVD commentary to that and he's like, yeah, a lot of people say there's a lot of gay subtext in this movie. I I mean, it's just Freddy Krueger. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So Um, the shirtless, like hairless boys were just not, didn't factor into his thinking at all. Of course not. Um, that's just
2: how guys dress.
0: Yeah, man. Don't you know That's how we're all dressed right now. Right. Shirtless, Shirtless airless. and oiled and
1: sweaty because we just woke up from a nightmare. <laughs> um, I remember as a kid... I did, A nightmare we, where we were doused in oil. Yes. <laughs> um, I remember doing as a kid, we did a, a, a movie, we called it a movie marathon, but it wasn't like the actual, like what they do is, although I think those have gone now. They don't do movie marathons. Oh, yeah. So, I, except for like, they'll do like a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, because well, there's a...
0: Uh, Yatla yeah. has a Fast and Furious one they're about oh, to do. Oh, really? Where it's all eight films, I think. Is that how many oh there God. are? Do I want to do <sighs> yes, them? Fate of
2: the Furious. Yeah. yeah. Eight. No, that was eight of something. the Furious. Furious. Yeah. Um,
1: but I did, we did, I remember one of my like vivid memories as a kid is doing, we went and saw D3, The Mighty Ducks. Nice. Jurassic Park 2 and Liar Liar, one after the other, like back to back. And that was like the best day of my life as a kid.
2: <laughs> Oh, You just have to make your own by putting aside a day at the movies and going to see four movies.
1: Well, I did that yesterday. I went and saw two movies, Um, like back-to-back. I had had to drive
2: between two cinemas. Um, You show up at 10, uh, you leave at 11.
0: I remember when I was 16, because I I told you how I used to go to movies with girls so I could watch movies and not seem like a weirdo. And there was this one day where it was like four girls in a row. Because I had four (laughs) movies I wanted to see, okay, guys? Did you
1: do that, though? Because they, they start at 10. Did you see, like, First Session and go, all the way to like nine at night.
0: I was a cool kid. Okay, that,
2: that is my idea of a perfect day. That is a yeah. yeah. No, that is a great. <laughs> man, I had great to uh, day, walk but- out
0: on one of the quote unquote dates. Like it got to the credits, I'm like, oh crap! The next movie starts in like ten minutes. Sorry, I gotta go run. Are you serious? <laughs> Look, oh. I wasn't there to get laid. You're a I was. There to, yeah, I'm just a player. I swear, those guys who worked at the cinema fucking hated me. <laughs> they were like, who the fuck is this guy coming with all these girls?
1: Uh, is, uh, what about you, Zane? What kind of movies did you watch as a kid? Well, back in my day, yeah, I mean, you're only really like you're only really like a generation above.
2: Yes, us. I am old enough to be your father. Uh, no, you. Not, not, no, surely. that's what a generation above me <laughs> is it? Really? So then, what do you the call next like
1: intergenerational? Like. <laughs> like I go a generation to me is like a decade. Like if you're an eighties
2: kid, nineties kid, two thousands kid, like that's a generation. Well, look, to X, I, y, I will millennial. drop some titles on you, and you can draw your own okay, conclusions. Like, uh, so uh, like unlike you, I didn't have much censorship, and I had a sister that was thirteen years older than me. So oh, wow, we had like a fair spread of movies at home that I would watch. Um, so I saw, like, Silence of the Lambs and oh Rocky Horror and Schindler's List. All, all Great family fun, that yeah. one. all very young. Well, that's the thing. I never really watched movies as a family. Okay. I mean, sometimes we didn't, like because they, they used to do like Sunday night movies or something on yeah. TV because this was back in the days of VCRs. I remember watching yeah. a lot right. of
1: movies on, on video yeah. and we would yeah. record them and then like pause it for the ads and we'd remove the ads. Yeah. So oh, You did
0: better I, than us. We didn't remove the ads. We just <laughs> recorded the whole thing and fast forwarded.
2: Well you had to do that or otherwise you didn't have enough space yeah. on the VCR for two more movie, than one movie. You put <laughs> two movies per video.
1: I, I remember doing oh. and on and you record on long play yeah. not, not short play because short play, play behind High quality, but I couldn't tell the difference when I was like twelve. Yeah, no, so no, no, no. you long play, and you could get two movies or half of Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: uh, I mean, God, I guess I was more into books than than movies. So I wasn't nerd, and like that's not, I didn't really watch anything at the cinema until I was like well into my teens because oh, really? the cinema was so far away, and I could oh, just find okay, yeah. to the. Actually, yeah. Story. Now you
0: now you mention it, I think I read books and comics far more than I watched movies. Well, I went to movies yet. all
1: the time just because a lot of like my mum, she was a single mum, and so she'd like do a lot of stuff and like drop us off at the movies, and so we would just see like a bunch of movies while yeah. she was off doing things, and then she'd come pick us up and we'd be good.
2: Well, again, I grew up in Bundaberg. We had one. I was in there for, for a single year, couple of years. Single cinema. Single that was a rubbish cinema, cinema too.
1: <laughs> I remember. I remember there. I was there when Goodwill Hunting and Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within were playing. That is that is my memory of that place and so I remember that being been like
2: 90 Seven. Yeah, somewhere
1: around there. I remember being there and being like, because I loved Robin Williams as a kid, but being like, no, this is a, because I just heard, heard the word hunting. I'm like, no, that means he's got a gun and guns are bad. I remember saying that out loud with the <laughs> usher there. Like, I just have this memory of saying that and my mum like shushing me because I sounded like a precocious little child.
0: Yeah. Sounded like a precocious child? Come on, man. I was a precocious <laughs> little
2: child. I mean, you I, also like <laughs> Goonie's never-ending story, like anything. Oh, yeah. classic. And, and then- but you know, but like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I remember watching. I'm like, I don't, I don't know whether I understood it at the time, but I definitely watched it. And then I rewatched it a couple of years ago. And I'm like, my parents should have paid more attention to what I was watching. <laughs> uh,
0: the one thing you know, I, I remember watching time. with my parents was Grease, and oh I always thought that was a fun-filled. Childlike experience, and it wasn't till it wasn't until I was like twenty, because I, I watch it all the time. It yeah, just yeah. always went in one out And when I was twenty, I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about fucking." Yeah. <laughs> like, and the time so minutes, of that. So and goes, lightning, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so much goes over your head as a kid, and mm. I think, yeah. Uh, what about what uh, TV shows?
2: Did you watch a lot of kids' TV? Uh, I was more into like the. I guess you called, well now you call it spec fiction, but like fantasy horror, like so like Sequest DSV. Oh, okay. Star Trek and uh Are oh, you a Trekkie? Uh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watch
0: Star Trek. I don't like it. I don't I do fandom. I don't do
2: <laughs> fan. Okay, Fair enough. Uh, and then there was this show called like Unexplained Mysteries or something, where okay. it's kinda like really bad reenactments of uh, things that may or may not have happened and ghost stories and unsolved. Oh, so those murders. things scared the
1: shit out of me as a kid, so I just avoided them like the play.
0: Yeah, I never got that. But then, I wasn't afraid of anything.
2: I, I, no, Supernatural never scared me.
1: Oh, it, did, mean, it, it, did, it, it did until I started actually watching stuff with it and then it was very quickly like, oh, okay, this is fun. Like I ne- I'm i not scared by Supernatural movies now ever. Or well, TV I remember
2: shows. seeing Alien.
1: Alien is
0: scary
2: at the cinemas. I don't know how I got in there uh,
0: because it, they re-released it in uh, what was it, early two thousand? The director's cut. I snuck in and saw that in cinemas. That was the first oh, really? R-rated movie I saw in cinemas. It's not R-rated I'm ago.
2: significantly <laughs> older than you,
0: mm. so you, you I wasn't would have been
2: talking about the two thousand. Oh, that okay. movie oh, was okay. That movie was like. How old was like are you? Seventies, though, wasn't it? So I, 80, I I don't think it was the original release. But I but They still did a lot of re releases yes, back then. Yeah, I think I saw Alien and Aliens at the same time. Look, my childhood's fuzzy.
1: Okay. That's, that's that's really interesting. What about what about TV shows for you, Chandler?
0: I honestly don't remember all that. I remember watching Rage a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> the music video yeah. channel. Oh my god! I liked music. What can I say? Um, but yeah, as far as TV shows go, I because I remember like Dragon Ball Z. I was never able to watch it because we always had to leave for school early. Yep, yep. So I was never able to watch Dragon Ball Z. I, I like, and they'd always
1: had, put the shitty show on. Like like Cheese TV would always put the shitty show on first and Dragon Ball Z would always be the third one. Yeah. And I really hate it. They did it to keep you through the ads, obviously. Mm. But I, because I, I, I always had to leave and so we'd either tape
0: it or not get to watch it at all. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember the only things I watched when I was younger was Seinfeld. Seinfeld was like what? something we sat down as a family and watched every night because it was always reruns. Is it weird? Oh, no, I- it wasn't rerunning at the time, but it, it was on every weekday. Yeah, every night. Yeah. Is it, it weird that I was a kid who watched kids' shows now? It's yes. Like, okay. You disgust me. I watched, no, but see, I watched some <laughs> I, of the kids' shows To be fair, watched. I watched kids' shows when I hit about 15 and that, and I was like, well, now it's time to watch Kim Possible. Now it's time <laughs> to watch. Fucking oh, Dora the Explorer. No, but
1: see, I remember there was a show called The Animals of Farthing Wood. Do either of you know of this show? No, you've told me about it, I think. I have. It was, someone actually did a tweet about it recently. Like kids' shows in the 90s were horrific. This show is about a bunch of animals whose like, animal sanctuary gets like torn down by tractors so they have to go to this place called White Deer Park. And it's this journey that takes them like four seasons or three seasons and then they're there for the last one. And along this journey, they ju- the body count on this television show is Huge. And there was someone who just recently live tweeted the body count on animals of Farthing Wood and how they die. And it's like such and such strangled this person. Like they're killing each other and
2: it's horrific. But like that was amazing. I remember kids have to learn sometime, Shane. Well, yeah. this is true. I so, remember so being. It, it has
0: the body count. Does it have the incest that Game of Thrones has? I don't think so. But, ah, like, there out. was also Captain Planet.
1: You got both of you. Oh, yeah, Captain yeah. What's Captain, Captain Planet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego? Oh, okay, Carmen San Diego. Uh, did you other of you watch Super Ted? Yeah. Uh, I remember Super, Super, Super I Ted. Mean, I mean, with I the was... very obviously gay skeleton that's like, I don't know. Oh, it's just it. Like, that's literally how the skeleton <laughs> talks. He was the most obviously gay
2: character in that show. It's nuts. I think when you talk about kids shows, like, I mean, I watched these shows and I was aware of them, but I don't remember them in the way that I remembered the things that, I spoke about like Sequest or *Star Trek*. Like those are the things that have stuck in my mind. Whereas, yeah, I yeah. watch *Power Rangers* and the *X-Men* cartoon oh, and classic. *Dragon Ball Z* or whatever else was on early TV at that time. *Sailor Moon*, I think, was mm. on. And oh, I feel and like the kind of Queen
1: always Narnia. scared me on *Sailor Moon*. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those. *Card Captors*, *Card Captors*, yes, yes. Captors *Digimon*. Oh, all those things are
2: so. Freaking young. <laughs> I,
1: see, I remember I, I went, went back when I was a couple of, like five or six years ago, I was at uni and I went on this binge. And I suddenly found like all the intros to all of these nineties shows that I'd forgotten. I remembered. And I just had this like a wave of nostalgia. Cause it was also like, you know, you remember the goosebumps TV show? Yeah. I, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, Alex, the secret- I was into
2: the goosebumps before it was
1: cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the secret world of Alex Mack?
2: Yeah. that no, I don't. You, that really? Was, that was past <gasps> my time.
1: That was such a good, it was this girl who got drenched with a chemical and then she had telekinesis she could control electricity and she could turn into a puddle of water and then
2: like the government was after her it was the
1: best show ever that, she could
0: turn into a puddle
2: of water that is an exaggeration it was not the <laughs> best show ever it was
1: the best show for the time for kids <laughs> sure I'll, it was great uh, uh, Animorphs it was kind of was like good. Animorphs was great i love the Maguire
0: books too kind
2: of that was that was Mac, just after yeah, my time like
0: that, i was, that was teenager. like teenager stuff so cool
2: that's fine. I was observing this from above. <laughs> true, true. Uh,
0: oh, uh, the one thing that probably shaped all of our childhoods, Round the Twist.
2: Yeah. around the Twist. And ship ever... to Shore. Yes, yes. I love,
1: I've got that theme as like one of my alarm tones because <laughs> it's so recognised. It like... I was actually taught by one of my producing teachers at uni worked on that show and it was this coolest moment i was like oh my god the show and you worked on the thing that i watched <laughs> as a kid it was really cool but so many people don't know it it's australian tv was like its own thing. yeah well
2: it was before like tv shows kind of became international yeah
1: i always hated shows that didn't have like supernatural like fantasy elements in it like there was this show called um Neighbors, oh, no, it word. was the, the something, something Wayne or, or whatever, and it was just this kid in his life in suburbia. And I was like, I don't, there's nothing interesting about this show. No one has powers. <laughs> no one can move things. There's no secret. Like, there's no huge plot-heavy thing. Then you had all
2: those mermaid TV shows. You see, but they're, that's, they're like way that's past. Long after our they're, time. They're, that. was
0: way. After. I got opportunity to work on those mermaid TV shows. That's how past that my time no, not are.
2: not the not the ones where they have like H2O. Tales. No, the, like the girl who could, like, breathe underwater.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, th- uh, like Thunders- Seagirl or Seag-
2: something? Yeah, Ocean Girl. Ocean-
1: there
0: was- oh, sorry, the Ocean thing girl. that Goxie just did the parody of. Yeah,
1: so there's Ocean Girl and then there was, do you remember Spellbinder?
2: Uh, I don't think there was so. like
1: this. It was like these parallel universes, and there was there was this suit, and you like brushed your wrists together, and you got this like ball of electricity, and they'd like blow shit up with it. This was this like Australian German co-production. This may be, be when
2: I stopped paying attention. It was so
1: good. <laughs> um, and there was one that was like a little before my time, but I caught onto it after with the Girl from Tomorrow, which I actually really want to remake. I think you could remake the shit out of it now, and it would be really good. You, and you do it like a CW teen aim it that way but sure um,
0: shirtless and probably having sex why not but having sex with a teacher yeah that's a good idea Um, (laughs) god look you got hot over the summer yeah
1: (laughs) oh god riverdale is so bad uh have kids movies changed between do you reckon like now and back when we were watching them
0: yes I, i feel like like that, maybe like a bias for us was like they were better when we were kids because we were kids at the time.
2: No, I think they're better now.
0: Oh, really? Are you sure? Yes. They're,
1: they're, see, my biggest thing is that they—they're really not. They're too scared of terror. There's too scared of scaring kids now a lot. In, and this is in movies and TV shows. Whereas you know, you you animals are farthing would or the trap was it the trapdoor or
2: what is that why like, that kid show. Oh, look, I, it's like the the next iteration of the Teletubbies. And they're all like, "Oh yeah, that thing. shit's terrifying." It is horrifying to
1: watch. But, but but in comparison to something like, did you guys remember Liftoff? Off with the
2: faceless baby and the bags that Lift Off? Tor- yes, I was just talking about that the other day. There's like
1: this thread on it's it's it just recently on like Facebook and stuff. It's like kind of reexploded because people are realizing just how like.
2: Fucked up some of the kids' shows that we used yeah, to watch. It wasn't were. scary, it was more The Faceless Baby. Even like the Ferals though. Like Ferals that... was great. But you, oh, see, you would never the Feral
0: shaped my childhood, <laughs> but fuck <see, laughs> yeah.
1: But was it the ferals or was it Feral T V? Because everyone re- everyone remembers Feral TV as being the Ferals, but no no, there was actually a version the of it before yeah, was like the was like a ferals, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because that was I remember the Ferals more than I remember Feral TV, but I remember the Feral TV theme oh, see, song. I, no, 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 no. Feral TV it.
1: channel got a seed believe. Welcome to the world of Feral TV. I see. I remember. How ridiculous, though, is the name Medigliana for the cat? <laughs>
0: like, that is. <laughs> And Medigliana was the only one who had work after the Feral. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we say that like she's a real human <laughs> she being. She is a
0: real person. Don't Doing ruin work. this for but me. she was
1: just like co-hosting bad kids science shows,
0: and which like is the, all that ever gets made. The native, uh, what do you call it? The nature shows and that for kids where they're like, oh, we going to look at animals. And Medigliana's there because she's an animal, I guess. Do you remember Gog's? The, at the stop motion animation, like Cavemen. Oh. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and trapdoor, trapdoor was great. There was what that was, was a great song. Um,
0: uh, Tintin, obviously. Oh, oh, Tintin, yeah. Rupin. Tintin, I read the books of. Wait, hadn't we moved on? We are just sorry, listing sorry, titles. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> the um, new Tintin. How is it different to I think the old
1: Tintin? I, I think, like, well, actually, that's an interesting. I think movies these days are far more concerned with the merchandising than they were when we were we were kids, and oh, that's absolutely. why because you can't make scary dolls for children, so that's why everything is. Uber cute and fluffy, I reckon. Like you know, the, the really good, well-known example of that is the Minions.
0: Ugh. I think, right? And the whole thing that, that everyone does to the Minions now. They're like, oh, we need something super cute that people can relate to and like. And then we can and just whoa.
1: populate a million different versions of the same thing and change the color of the overalls, and that's a whole new toy to sell. We
0: didn't like we had
1: that to some extent or another in the nineties, but not to this the Power Rangers. Power Rangers, yeah. But to the extent of what it's like now especially with movies, I think maybe TV shows have kind of always been very markety-heavy, but like Dora, like Dora, something like Dora the Explorer or Peppa Pig, those shows, which are like the current kids' shows, they are driving me up the wall because they're, I, I tried to watch it because I'll occasionally like it will be on TV and I'll have a look at it. Well, to I see mean, what
2: the it, first one of those was Hello Kitty. Yeah, is, but so is, that came from a, Japan.
1: That yeah. was an import as opposed yeah, to... No. And I mean, Peppa I mean, Big is
0: an import from England or whatever. Yeah. The Two nights, no, the Big nights, the Big
1: nights. Yeah, but see, that was that was on the cusp. There was also that, um, uh, the the, the fifth, Albert the Fifth Musketeer, which was oh, the I show. And I feel but like but see, that was, that was a terrible the, show. That was on the cusp of like there were like these uh, when we were about 13 or 14. Mm, that's yeah. when those shows were playing. Not you, Zane, you Not were you probably, Zane.
0: I don't know, 30 at the time.
1: Well, it's unknown. <laughs> Unknown. Um, (laughs) I think, I think, but I I do think very clearly shows have moved away from being scary. They do not aim to ever. Yeah, but I think they've also
2: moved into being more socially aware.
0: Yeah, because I think the themes they explore these days, like you look at, um, I'm going to say Frozen, for example, just because it's in my mind. I would argue that Frozen explores themes far greater or far more complex than something like. Um, something throw something that. me. Hunchback of the Notre Dame, which dealt with rape. <laughs> I feel like see, you wouldn't. You, Disney would I, I never agree, make the yeah. Hunchback of Notre Frozen Dame. would now. be much better with more rape in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But see, <sighs> like the movies that they made now, they wouldn't. If you pitch that to the studio, they'd say, "What? Like you're
2: nuts. We, this is too scary for yeah, kids." No, they would make Notre Dame without rape, and I don't think that having putting rape into a Disney movie would be. Make it better, but it becomes a lot
1: less so in so the kids watching the stuff now they'll go in, twi- like where we are now, where we we're, we're re-watching you know the animals of Farthing Wood and realizing that it was dealing with ideas of misogyny and murder and death and grief and all these kind of things. those shows don't have that they're not going to a they're not going to last, and b they, i don't i don't know they,
2: well, that's the thing kids shows aren't made to last anymore but they have.
1: They do. This no, they anymore. don't. They, they
2: they live on like repeating and being watched over and over and over and over again. Mm. Like that. That's how children consume media. Is yeah. they they uh, repetition.
0: Yeah, uh, I've seen the YouTube channel things where they've like. <laughs> no, not not the fucking weird ones. Oh, those ones. <laughs> not those ones, but the. Um, Oh, what do you call it? They've got like some formula where they've got this computer that's like figured out the perfect formula to att- get a children's attention, yeah. And my uh two nieces, um, you know, they're they, they get a bit crazy sometimes. My sister literally just gives them an iPad, starts on one of those yeah. videos, and gives them, and, and then, then, then they just they're like, oh,
1: <laughs> but I think, I think, I think you can do kids' movies with adult ideas. Pixar is. For the most part, doing it. and their yeah. weakest ones, the ones where they don't, which and, is cars. And,
2: and Disney is also getting on that bandwagon now. Now, With yeah, moana. There, was, there was a, yeah, like there's definitely adult
1: moana. And moana. um, what was the other one? Uh, so Frozen, I think, is mostly a kids' movie, it has enjoyable themes and stuff like that, but I think it's very for kids. Adults can watch it and enjoy thing, like the music or something like that, but I think Moana can be actually thoroughly enjoyed by an adult. What, like, what do you think does that? What, what makes kids' movies resonate with adults?
2: I think nostalgia.
0: Yeah, so I wanted to say nostalgia, but I feel like the things where they rely on nostalgia are things like Power Rangers, where they're no longer a kid's thing. They're getting hit by a fucking train. How out of the, out of <laughs> center field was that?
2: I think, but also like when you think about Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. like that is a movie yeah, that's built true. around nostalgia. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, and, and there's a lot of that kind of like, like, <laughs> I I, I want to say like battleships tried to like you remember this wacky game <laughs> and got a movie and then they just didn't do anything with it, um, but I, I think like all like Pixar like uh, Inside Out a lot of it is about like remembering getting adults to remember what it was like being a kid. I, I, think, I don't know out. that that's
1: a hunt like, because nostalgia is like to create, they, they do, they start, a lot of Pixar stuff is really great. You're right. They start with nostalgia and then they take it. It's like they use nostalgia yeah. to pull you back there and then tell you something that makes you feel. No, Paddington did that with me. It pulled me back into being a child and then makes you feel something while you're
2: there as opposed yeah. to just, do you remember this thing? Do you remember that thing? Mm. Um and another thing I think is there's, there's a lot more satire in children's movies these days than there ever has. been. It depends yeah, on the movie. They're
0: more self-aware, and like sometimes that's disingenuous. But from the sounds of it, Paddington is no not Paddington. Like is, that. Paddington very... doesn't
1: have a lot. Paddington doesn't have that kind of cynical thing. It's it, it's like the least cynical movie I've ever
2: seen. It right. really is. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah. broader, like because you also have like Kubo and the Two Strings, which is very sincere movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh but, uh, like, for uh, the great majority, when they're trying to appeal to both kids and adults, you get adults thinking, like, oh, there's that thing from Terminator 2. Shrek. That's funny. Yeah,
1: Shrek would be a very good Shrek example Shrek of that. They were that. really playing. <laughs> Shrek was a really interesting movie because it was, it, it was such a four quadrant. It really hit adults and kids yeah. evenly. Um, I reckon also they put a lot of jokes that go in over kids' heads. Uh, one of the good examples of that is The Incredibles. I think The Incredibles is probably one of my favourite. Oh, fuck, I should probably put that in my top five. Um, uh, it. Uh, th- they have like the jokes, like actual sexual innuendo and stuff like yeah. that. And then that goes completely missing. But I don't know that they do that as much now. There's a lot of reference humour, like like uh, like uh, uh, intertextual kind of stuff where they'll do the scene from Psycho, but it's with minions or something like that. I'll but get I, fucked. That just made me so no, angry right no. now. <laughs> just
2: so irrationally
1: angry. Well, that's what, but see, that's, that's that the thought. thing is that like, like when kids' movies fail to resonate with, Older audiences, for me, I think it's stuff like Despicable Me. I, re- I remember going in really keen on that one because I'd just seen How to Train Your Dragon and I loved yep. that movie because I thought it was it was a really fun, really great movie. It tapped into that emotion plus nostalgia. But Despicable Me was just silly from yeah. beginning to end and it didn't go anywhere. And I didn't go on an emotional journey and so I never bothered with the sequels. I mean, Don't. it's overly <laughs> simple.
2: And I think that's adults like a certain level of complexity in the movies where kids just aren't aware. They're a little, they're, they absorb what they're presented with yeah. and then where adults absorb what they're presented with and then try to fit it into everything else that they've ever seen. Yeah. So I think when movies like Despicable Me or the Minions movies are just overly simple and they're just face value, we don't get in it into it as much because there's not anything to get
0: into is that a problem that we think like studios maybe having where they're like they think because it's aimed at children it has to be simple but that's not the case because kids aren't going to notice that it's not simple no, no. <laughs> kids are so stupid they don't realise it
2: yeah Yay. I mean and that's like uh, Pixar's making movies that are great for kids but adults can uh, adults can put up with watching it 24 7 for 3 weeks Yeah, because the kids are like no I want to watch Inside Out again.
1: We were like that. My sister wanted to watch Space Jam over and over and over and over. I liked, I did Matilda a lot.
0: And uh, uh, back when we had a, uh, it was like our rental week. Each week would change who in the family was able to rent because we had so many kids. <laughs>
2: yeah. Every we did that ti- too. We did every, that too. every
0: time it was my week, my brother would force me to get the Ninja Turtles. Oh, which is why God. I do not like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs>
1: I was never into them.
0: I, I get PTSD from the Ninja Turtles.
1: <laughs> what was the first grown- I guess with you, Zayn, this wouldn't really apply because you were watching <laughs> Schindler's well, List. At no, like well, that's 10 right. Are you old. talking
2: about movies at the cinemas?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Grown up, what was the first- uh, Oh, see, nah, because my like- grown-up movie that I first saw at the cinemas, I don't even know what- Oh, it was probably like Jurassic Park or something like that. Mm. Is
2: that a grown-up movie? Is because it's got the M rating? I would it's say adult it's-
1: characters and adult- Protagonists going it on a journey. In it. The yeah. first and one, the, the first one, I'd put as a kids' yeah. movie. The second one, Jeff Goldblum's the main character. Yeah, what about yeah, his? That's, what that's about
0: his daughter, the gymnast? Lady? I literally don't remember her in the movie at all. She does that thing where she like spins on the thing and kicks the velociraptor. Does too.
1: Yeah. I don't. I did not remember that until you
0: said. I that do to not me. remember anything else she does. For me, the first like. On board.
1: Okay, what was the first like R-rated movie you saw?
0: I've already been there. Oh, you've already been. Yeah, there. yeah I, I, it was Nightmare on Elm Street at home and Alien in the cinema. I saw. I saw The Rock as in the Michael Bay. Oh, that would Nicholas be sick. Cage, Sean
1: Connery one. I remember watching that, and because my mum was very not watching R movies, you're not watching R rated movies until you're 18. But for some reason, she really liked that movie, and it's rated R. It, they changed the rating when they changed our rating system. Yeah, because for a long time, time it was R rated, and we watched it, and I remember having a lot of fun and being like so petrified that he was gonna like swallow the poison gas and all this kind of
2: <laughs> that shit. is
0: like the perfect R rated movie to start off your R rated movie is. watching career.
2: Well, R rated? I don't know because I know Ghostbusters definitely and, not, and R. Beetlejuice are not R rated, but they're they're definitely ones that I watched when I was very young. Yeah, like I was yeah. like, there's like, and I watched them again. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should have been watching those when I was less than five. Like, uh,
0: oh. Ghostbusters, I argue. I only argue because I specifically made my less than five nephew watch it because I'm like, nah, man, you'll love it. I watched it when I was your terrifying. age. It's beautiful.
1: Uh, well, You're both it's wrong. Poltergeist, I guess. Oh, Poltergeist, it, yeah. is so much fun.
0: That would have scared the shit out (laughs) of me as a kid. I'm pretty sure I did see it when I was a kid and I got scared the shit out of it. I saw it as an adult and I was
1: able to just appreciate it. What was the first movie that sort of changed the way you looked at movies? Like the one that was sort of like, you watch movies a certain way. Like, I mean, you know, chance to you and I make films and, Mm. and you sort of analyze them critically. But what was the point before that was like your thing that you did? What was the movie that sort of shifted your perspective on it?
2: Strictly Ballroom.
0: Oh, Really? Really. See, I always say that's my favourite Baz Luhrmann, but it was probably the fourth or fifth Baz Luhrmann film I actually saw. I saw it very late in my Baz Luhrmann uh, Well, I
2: saw it before he had done anything else. And I think it's just because it was Australian and mm. it had all these art people that I'd seen in other things in it. Mm. And it was just when I was starting to get into that, uh, that kind of space in school where you were analysing text, because um, that's... Definitely when I switched on, and I will give a shout out to my uh, my English teacher Rodney Ainsworth because I will shout out to Rodney. Go Rodney. Uh, he hates the name Rodney, so rotters. You're welcome, Rodney. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Rod Ainsworth, and like I will constantly blame him for because I can't turn it off now. Like I, I he. Wow, that's cool. Because we we started analysing film. I don't know what it was. It was something something ridiculous. In class, and then I just can't turn it off now. So I, it's oh, cool. strictly ballroom because it was funny. And I had actors that I'd seen in other things um, that is, it kind of made me aware of like the process. Around making a movie rather mm. than just watching it. Because when you're
1: a kid, you don't need the awareness that movies are something that are made, isn't yeah. there at yeah. all. And you can kind of see the actors, so you know actors are a thing, but outside of that.
0: See, it never clicked to me that actors were a thing until The Grinch when I it was Jim Carrey. And I was like, that's that guy. He's not green. What is happening? (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, you mean
2: Jim Carrey isn't Ace Ventura
0: in real life? Apparently not. He's also not the mask, which is spinning me the fuck out. What was your movie? What was the movie changing? Well, like, The Grinch was the one that first made me realise that actors were a thing. Uh it wasn't until Tomb Raider that I really focused on the behind the scenes stuff because that was what early 2000 2001 2002 yeah, I think it was or something 2001 um so I was like 10 or 11 there uh and then it wasn't until I saw I want to say it was either Evil Dead or um uh Undead when did Undead come out because I remember I saw that Not in cinemas, but when it came... Early to
1: mid-2000s.
0: Because that was... Undead was the movie that made me go, oh, okay, this is a thing that people around me can do because those guys were in Brisbane. And I followed the whole, like, BTS of that. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a thing. So, undead was kind of like what sparked that, but Tomb Raider and The Grinch were the first two films. I don't know why those two. That's, that's cool. <laughs> well,
1: for me, it happened a little later. I was fourteen, and it was American Beauty because I just I knew I wanted to be an actor, and I was I, 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 I not knew I wanted I wanted to be an actor at the time. Lost that bug pretty quick, um, and I was like only new movies, but I was like voice was breaking, and so I needed to do something while I waited till I could not have a crackly voice in that. And I started reading like, I was like, oh, I'll write movies. Had no idea. And I picked up a screenwriting book. It was screenwriting for dummies. And they kept referencing American Beauty. And I wasn't really like sucking in anything from the book. And I was like, okay, I better watch the movie before they spoil the ending. So I went and I put on the movie and it blew. I was like, it was like two days straight. I was just in this like stunned silence being like, holy fuck, a movie can do this. And I'd seen a lot of other movies that n- having since doing that, I go back and watch them and it changes my opinion of them. But uh, the first one that actually really blown me away was American Beauty. It was really, it was so, I hadn't seen anything like it. And now it's ruined. And now it's fucking ruined. Well, on that note... Uh, I think that wraps up our main talking point. <laughs> On
0: that high point. <laughs> On that high
1: point of Kevin Spacey. Uh, we Well, our top five, I thought it would be interesting to pick your top five. What you'd, If you were seven years old and you'd seen all the movies that you've seen now, What this sounds... Okay, I'm explaining this terribly. Yeah, your top five this is a very difficult time, list to make. If you were seven years old, what would your top five of all time be, but you can include movies you've
2: seen since you were seven? That if that makes any, <laughs> get sense. Get it makes my, sense in right, my head. 7 so right, seven-year-old. I self. didn't have a lot of prep time. Yeah, so my first list was best movies that I would have seen if I was seven right now that were released in the last seven years.
0: <laughs> Wait, where did the last seven years come from?
2: Well, it was because of the last 5 years, you know. Because it was kind of like I don't know what Shane means, so I'm going to go by this very narrow but I've redone my list. Okay. Is, so I've reinterpreted it as if I was 7 and I had seen all the movies that I have seen, yeah. what would my favorites be? Yes, that's that's good. Yeah. That's exactly it. Okay. So what's yours? Uh, in no order because I have not had time to put them in order. I never put mine in order. Good. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Yep. Toy Story 1 to 3. I don't know what how else. Pan's Labyrinth, The Incredibles and La La Land. That's good. I was more into musicals when I was a kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's
1: fair enough.
2: Uh, for me, <clears throat> I had some honourable mentions I put
1: in. Uh, National Treasure because I fucking love those movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Like the Lord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: really? I hate those movies. Or would so you hate them fun. if you were seven years old?
2: Yes, I think I would. They're so much
0: fun. No. Zane.
1: Um, obviously, the Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potters would have been like right in my wheelhouse as a kid. Uh, Stardust, and yep. I know because I watched this movie over and over again. It's a telly movie. But it's Dinotopia. The one with like Wentworth Miller in it. I watched that movie over and over and over again. I knew it so well. And it's like four hours long because it's a two-part miniseries actually. Mm. Um, But for my top five, I've got uh, A Simple Wish, Martin Short. I I watched that movie over and over and over and over again as a kid and like I still fucking love it. And there are people who like retroactively gone, it's a terrible movie if you watch it when you're an adult. I'm like, fuck off. It's great. (laughs) Um, Number four is Aladdin. obviously it's still my favourite Disney Uh, number three is Matilda which I mentioned that it's kids with powers just is pretty much perpetually my go to thing as a child Uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice
0: yeah
2: which yeah. is you can look at me like I'm going to yell at you. you could, I can understand why you would. That, like that would movie. that would be just it's magic gone Are you wild. Sure
0: seven year old you just doesn't love Nicolas Cage. He saw the rock. The seven year old me loves
1: John Turtletop because John Turtletop directed Cool Runnings. He directed The Sorcerer's Apprentice and he directed the National Treasure movies. Oh, I out. think he's very underrated. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then my number one pick is because it was as a kid is Miss Doubtfire.
2: Go oh, yeah.
1: It. Robin Williams is my everything. He Why was, isn't Robin Williams on my list? Because you're a terrible person. Because you were born in the 1890s, so he's like so far,
2: like yeah. well, after your time. Oh yeah, those time. are his coke years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they were. Oh yeah, well, and Chanster, What Alrighty, about you? So for me, it's very difficult to get in my seven-year-old self mind. I try and think of what I was like back then. Uh, one thing I do remember was that I loved <laughs> uh, Star Wars Episode One. I remember Star Wars Episode Two was the first movie I did not like. Phantom Menace. You liked Phantom. I love Phantom Menace because I, I was remember like, nine it. or something. Although
1: I don't remember not being as bothered by Jar Jar as everyone else. Oh, me
0: neither. Um, I didn't at the time at least. Uh, Attack of the Clones was the first movie I like. straight up did not like and I was watching it going, this movie is bad. I just want to go home. Worst drive-in ever. And maybe it was just because I had just watched Tomb Raider. I think it was a two-parter. Tomb Raider huh. first, Star Wars second. Uh, and yeah, Tomb Raider was better. Um, so I put Star Wars Force Awakens because of the two that have come out, I think I would have yeah. liked Force Awakens more as a yeah. kid.
2: It almost uh, made my list.
0: Yeah, uh, I I don't blame you because it did make my Tintin. uh, Yes, just because seven year old me loved those comics, I probably would have loved the movie because it was great. Wreck It Ralph, yeah, mainly because I loved video games, and that is like the perfect video game movie. uh, I'm worried they're gonna fuck the sequel up so bad. Let's let's try not focus on that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Next one is the Mask. Just because it was my seven-year-old, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, um, and last but not least, I guess is um, I can't think of one. I'm just going to say Jumanji. Jumanji,
1: number another Robin Williams.
0: Yeah, just because I was, I've been like, I'm like, I've got to get Robin Williams in there. What did I see when I was a kid? I remember seeing Bicentennial Man, but I didn't remember. That was
1: it was a miserable movie. I remember, oh god, I cried like a baby when I saw that as a kid. Is it because you were a baby when you? It's were a good. Kid? It's a good movie, but you know Christopher Columbus directed that.
0: Oh
2: really? Yeah. He he. Once he discovered America, he like went on and directed. <laughs> I'm along. surprised Zootopia didn't make it on your list. You're a furry. Or The Lion King.
0: I wasn't a furry or when well, I was a kid. there's other furry movies <laughs> that you like. <laughs> you know what, yeah, take out Jumanji, put in Zootopia, because I don't think I had an animated film. Ah, oh, Tintin, right, Tintin. and Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, two of them, one. <laughs> well, that wraps us
1: up for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find uh, us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Ranges, or you can email us. We, we want some feedback. We want some questions. We want your interaction. Give us a like and a, ra- a rating and a review on iTunes or something. We have, like... 300 listeners or so. so. So get on it. So get on yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> it costs you nothing to rate and review. You can do it while you're listening to me talk right now. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson.
0: Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Chanster, but don't follow me on Twitter because Twitter sucks. Follow me on Instagram at The Chanster. And Zane.
2: you can follow me on Twitter at Zane C. Weber. Uh, and you can find this and other
1: many great podcasts at That's Not Canon Uh, Until next week, we'll see you later.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's thank- up? Oh, mate, I'm just—we're doing a promo now, right now, for our new podcast. Oh, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. What do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby, pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured articles.
2: That's not kind of productions podcast.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.